What it does for a believer is every leaf inside it is the command of Allah. But one thing you'll find unique about the Quran, the description, the specific description with which Allah describes heaven is not found anywhere else. You'll get general words like garden. That's what you, the garden of Eden. That's all you get. What Allah will tell you is fruits and lahmi tayrin mimma yashtahoon, the flesh of birds. You're going to have some kind of chicken barbecue or something. That's going to be there. There's going to be all kinds of drinks that are being served. There are servers that are that are charming, that are serving drinks. There are friends sitting together talking about how life used to be tough and what they went through and how things used to be tough. They're having a reunion. Believers are having a reunion. You know, all kinds of descriptions, very vivid, picturesque descriptions are being given of Jannah. But many of them you will find are things that are easy to imagine. Friends hanging out together, people enjoying drinks, servers bringing drinks, beautiful trees, waterfalls, cushions, carpets. These are all things we find in this life. And there's a reason for that. Even though our Prophet ﷺ told us, no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard. So if, and, and no imagination has ever imagined what heaven has to offer, what Jannah has to offer. However, if you, if you read the Quran's description of Jannah, it looks like very easy to imagine. Palm trees and beautiful mansions and spouses and all that stuff, right? So why is that? It is actually because this world is made a preview of what is coming. This is supposed to give us a glimpse. You know, Muslims see this life very differently than other faiths. And on many other faiths, this life is actually a curse. We were sent here as a punishment. In the Quran, we were not sent on the earth as a punishment. He put, in this world, he put things for you that you can live well with and enjoy. How little you show gratitude. You don't put someone in prison and say, be grateful. You put someone somewhere, somewhere nice and you show them the beauty of this world and that's what makes you want to be grateful. This is what Allah does in Surah Al-Rahman. He talks about, you know, like, look at all these beautiful things I've made for you. Look at the scent in the air from the crop that comes to you. Look at the grain that grows, the crop that grows. What more are you going to be in denial of? You should be grateful. So Allah did in fact make this world beautiful. And you guys are, happen to be very fortunate. You live in a state of Utah where you're surrounded by beautiful mountains. You get to appreciate Allah's beauty even when you're stuck in traffic. At least you have something to look at. I come from Dallas. There's nothing to look at, you know. So, <laughs> so you, you know, there, there's this, this constant beauty that surrounds us. Anyway, coming back to this ayah. He says, just give them the example of this lowest life. And everything you experience in this life, every joy you experience is the minimal joy. The joy of a new baby is the minimal joy. The joy of marriage, the joy of seeing a beautiful waterfall, the, the joy of a beautiful sky, the, the joy of a delicious meal. All of these are the lowest. Like there's way more upgrades available. And can you imagine? We were like, oh my God, that's my favorite restaurant. I can't, I haven't had it in so long. I need that shawarma or whatever, right? And that's, that's your thought of joy, or this vacation, this place you want to go to, or this car you want to drive, or this neighborhood you want to get a home in, or whatever, we associate joy with these things, and all of that is just the bare minimum. That's the rahmah of Allah. وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ الدُّنْيَا كَمَا إِنْ أَنزَلْدَاهُ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ If you get some, if you want to get a, a picture of what this life is like, it's something like water 
that we sent down from the sky. I'll translate quickly, then we'll contemplate these words. Then that water, because of it, the, 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 the grains in the world and all the material in the soil, anything that can grow is called nabat. Grass can be called nabat, trees can be called nabat, fruits can be called, flowers can be called nabat. Nabat is the word for all vegetation, all greenery, all plant life you can call nabat. So the water mixes with all of these nutrients in the, in, on the earth. And of course, when rain comes from the sky that Allah is talking about, and the earth becomes green, flowers grow, grass grows, trees grow, farm grows, all of it grows, then you would think Allah will next talk about how beautiful it gets, how colorful it gets. And He talks about that in other places. But here, He says something else. He says, فَأَصْبَحَ هَشِيمًا then that same crop that grows, he didn't even mention the crop, he says it mixes with the soil and eventually it becomes this word Hashim. And Hashim in Arabic is Al-Muhattam. It's something dried up that has no moisture in it and can easily break and is stepped on. Basically what he's describing is dried up leaves. Dried up leaves and twigs that fall off of a tree or grass that dies that you step on and makes crunchy sounds and it's worthless and the wind just blows it off and actually creates dust and pollen problems or allergies for you. All of that stuff is coming from the dirt and the broken up leaves and all of that stubble that's, that's around in the world. So he's describing now this life starts off with water from the sky and then eventually it just turns into just broken up leaves that, pe that people step on. They don't even realize if you were stepping on something valuable, if you were stepping on your new phone, you would be like, you, you wouldn't put your full weight on it the moment you felt a little bit of the crunch, but you don't think twice when you step on a, a leaf. You don't think twice when you step on a pebble. It's just, it's worthless, right? And it's blowing around. If, if cash was blowing around, you would have a heart attack. But if leaves are blowing around, you don't think twice about it. This is worthless stuff. And that's why in the Quran, things that blow with the wind are considered worthless, like haba. And other images in the Quran, when things blow in the wind, they're actually considered weightless and worthless. And one of the scariest description, uh, descriptions of Judgment Day is some people, their deeds will be scattered like, like dust or ashes. Allah describes. So we, we seek Allah's refuge from our deeds being turned into scattered dust on Judgment Day and not having any weight. But anyway, coming back to this remarkable parable, how is it that I can benefit from this example? Other than just saying, well, Allah gives life and then we die. The plant grows and then the plant dies. Great, now what? But actually, if you dig a little deeper and you, you contemplate the, especially the end of this ayah, Allah has been in complete control over all things. And the word for Allah's control, you find three different words in the Quran. You find Qadir, you find Qadir, and here you find actually Silatul Mubadaga in a sense from Iqtadar, it's Muqtadir. And actually, the way they translate that is actively in control. Allah is actively in control. And, and you know, overwhelmingly in control over all things. That's what Allah says at the end. Now let's go back. In this life, the first thing Allah wanted me to think about is the fact that He sends water from the sky that mixes with the soil. So there's something happening with the sky and there's something happening with the earth. Every fruit that you eat Every, every piece of meat that you and I eat, every bit of vegetation that you and I see is a result of water that came from the sky. 
you know what else comes from the sky? What comes from the sky is always the, the rizq from Allah, the command from Allah, the guidance from Allah. Everything that Allah gives us that is purposeful comes from the sky. The angels come from the sky with a mission. The angels that are here go up and report to the sky and they come back you know, from the sky. Laylatul Qadr, the angels are descending. Tanazzalul malaika wa ruhu fiha. Right? So when something, Allah sends something from the sky, it has a purpose. It comes for a mission. And so what does it do for a believer? It, what, what, what it does for a believer is every leaf inside it is the command of Allah. Every fruit, every, every orange has inside it the water that came from the sky, that came from the command of Allah. And every time something comes from the sky, it has to have a purpose. So everything becomes purposeful. And in everything I see that it's related to a command from Allah descending from the heavens. Everything. It changes my view of all life. I don't see any bird the same way. I don't see any food the same way. I don't see the greenery, a tree the same way. All of them are directly a result. They have inside, mixed within them, is the water that came from the sky. And the water that comes from the sky is actually the command of Allah. And, the, and it's interesting that water coming from the sky is compared in the Qur'an with revelation coming from the sky. You know that in Surah Al-Hadith, for example, Allah talks about people who lost touch with revelation and their hearts became hard. And in the very next ayah, He says, You should know Allah gives life to the earth after it was dead. Like your heart can come back to life with the word of Allah, like the rain brings the grass back to life. That's, that's what it says. Now, what does that have to do with you and me? Let's come back to that. All of you have different crises. Every one of you has a different drama going on in your life. And when I say drama, some of you looked at the person next to you like, this is the drama, I just drove with them to Jummah. But on a more serious note, whatever struggles we're going through, whatever we're experiencing in this life, we have to first understand that none of it would have been happening if Allah's command wasn't there. And there was, no, there was, no, there was some purpose, there was a reason for which it was happening. Hey guys, you just watched a small clip of me explaining the Qur'an in depth as part of the Deeper Look series. Studying the Qur'an in depth can seem like a really intimidating thing that's only meant for scholars. Our job at Bayina is to make deeper study of the Qur'an accessible and easy for all of you. So take us up on that challenge. Join us for this study, the Deeper Look of the Qur'an, for this surah and many other surahs on BayinaTV.com under the Deeper Look section.